0: I've been asked the question, how did I feel on Vision Sunday? And truthfully, I felt like a proud grandfather. You know, this week, I have five grandchildren. They've gone back to school and had pictures in their school uniform. And it gives me that deep feeling, deep inside. I guess that was how I felt on Vision Sunday. Now, grandparents are not so active. Although I have to tell you, I am still a superb footballer, a superb soccer player in my dreams. But hopefully, grandparents are wise. Hopefully, we take time to listen. When an army receives orders, they have to make sure they listen before they go out to battle. And I'm really pleased to be part of a church that listens. And I'm pleased to be part of that listening process. I've been amazed. Pastor Andrew reminded us on Vision Sunday, the River Vision model was given to us before any political unrest, before COVID-19, long before I knew that I would be preaching to a camera this morning. I've said this before. The river model is counterintuitive to a church with a great building, great preachers, and a great worship team. Growing the church in an age-old fashion would have been more understandable. Then... 2020 happened. And everything changed. I had the privilege to pray for Hong Kong with around 250 global leaders earlier this month. And I prayed for this. I prayed for a city that is divided and a city whose people are isolated. And yet, I have to say, God's timing is amazing. And when Pastor Andrew asked me, invited me to share my reflections on the river, as I prayed for a passage, as I sought maybe a prophetic picture, I had a strong impression from a story, a story we all know from Luke 5 of a man whose friends lifted him through the roof. You'll remember it. Let's read it. On one of the days when Jesus was teaching, some proud religious law keepers and teachers of the law were sitting with him. They had come from every town in the countries of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was there to heal them. Now some men took a man who was not able to move his body to Jesus. He was carried on a bed. They looked for a way to take the man into the house where Jesus was, but they could not find a way to take him because of so many people. They made a hole in the roof where Jesus stood. Then they let the bed with the sick man on it down before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, what I sense that God is saying is that we are to be like those four men. And I need to say to you today, Vine Church, it's time to lift the roof. It's time to remove the roof. Let's consider the scene as we look at it. The place is packed, everybody is cramming in to try to see Jesus the religious guys typically have nabbed the best seats. They nabbed the prime seats. These four guys think, my friends need to meet Jesus. He needs salvation. And he needs healing. I was writing the MTR this week. And there were probably a hundred people in our carriage. It was a quiet day. And I had a thought: probably 95 of these hundred people still need to meet Jesus. They need salvation. They need healing. I looked at them, I felt helpless. After all, but you speak their language. I'm not saying necessarily Cantonese, but maybe Mandarin, Tagalog, or another language. Or the language of the marketplace, or the language of education fields, or a sports fan, or an entertainment buff, or the language of a new generation. Have you noticed our millennials and Gen Z have their own language? They've changed our language. When I was young, dope was a bad word. (laughs) Dope's a good word now. Now, what the story, of the man and the roof tells us is that we may not be able to reach these people through the normal route. We may not be able to bring them to one shire on Sunday morning for a 90-minute service. We need to be creative. Hence the river Hence the challenge to be individual drops of water. By the way, please don't take the roof off the building. (laughs) But let's take the opportunity to take church to the streets. I repeat, it is time to lift. It is time to remove the roof. But for my reflection on the river, I want to cover what I believe that God may be saying to us as a church at this time. And it's clear. I believe that God is saying this. Church in 2020, there is no new normal. You keep saying, I can't wait. I want to go back to church. But the church you want to get back to does not exist. God says, listen to my voice. And I've drawn a little picture. Thank you to the creative team here of where we are where we are in the river. Pastor Andrew described this hairy journey. We were going along at great guns. You know, momentum was building up. And then there were boulders. Then there were obstacles, political unrest, COVID, no live church meetings. You remember that Pastor Pastor Andrew also remembered. He warned us that the future might also be hairy. It might be challenging. There were rapids ahead. The temptation for us is to go back. To retrace our roots to go back to the familiar path. It is the easy option. God, I believe, is warning us against this. It is simply not an option if we want to fulfill God's vision. The fish are out there, not in here. They're on my empty art train. They're in our schools, our offices, our factories. In Wanshai, yes. But also in Fanling, Sam Shui Po, Ching Yi. Now, as Hong Kong is almost 100% linked by technology, I want to use some technological type terms to demonstrate what I believe that God is encouraging us to do. Yes, a granddad pretending to be millennial. Firstly and importantly, church, do not press the repeat button. Can I repeat that? Oh, sorry. Do not press the repeat button. Isaiah 43 says this, you know the verses. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, behold, I am doing a new thing. When we talk about the good old days, it's usually older people that talk about the good old days. We do it until we realize the good old days maybe weren't so good after all. But what does doing a new thing entail? What is God's mandate to us as a church in 2020? I have linked it to the theme of ours. As I share what I believe that God is saying to the church that we see in 2020. And the first one is reset. If you were here this morning, I would have said, repeat, reset. So I will do it. Reset. It means to set again or set differently. Alternative words are change, reappraise, adjust. I believe that God's finger is on the reset button. I could equally have used the phrase reboot. 2020 has made this more of a necessity than an option. We've had more services online this year than services live. We've experimented with pre recorded sermons pre-recorded services, live stream, church everywhere. We've missed face-to-face. But figures suggest that church attendance around the world, albeit measured by clicks and likes, has probably increased. And we here at The Vine have regularly attracted attendees from all over the world. To be honest with you, people, I include myself in this, have gotten used to doing church in their pyjamas or their shorts and not had to travel on the MTR, the bus, or park the car. And that's really expensive in Hong Kong. In order to attend a church service. We do need to change. We need to reappraise. We need to adjust. We need to start anew with fresh ideas in a way that is consistent with who we are as a church. Growing big people. But not necessarily constrained by what has taken place before. And the fact is, Online is something that we will be seeing more and more globally in the future. And we have to decide how, not how we can fight it, but how we can use it to our advantage. Let me read a couple of verses again from Luke chapter 5. He, that's Jesus, told them this parable. No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No. New wine must be poured into new wineskins. Now, this is not the word of God, by the way, but I just wonder if online is part of that new wineskin. But the reality is we need fresh eyes. Now, you might have noticed I wear glasses the whole time, but for many years I was fighting it. Yeah, I, I, I can see okay. My eyesight is okay. Until I went to the optician. He puts the things on my eyes and I could see things completely differently. Paul says this to the church in Ephesus, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. As we were praying a few weeks ago, we had this picture. And it was like there was a map of Hong Kong. And there was an eagle flying over Hong Kong. And the thing that God brought to our attention was the eyes of the eagle. You know, the eyes of the eagle are amongst the strongest in the animal kingdom. Their eyesight is estimated at four to eight times stronger than that of the average human. An eagle is said to be able to spot a rabbit 3.2 kilometers away. And God was saying, I want to give you eagle eyes to see the people in Hong Kong, to see the opportunities in Hong Kong, to see the map of Hong Kong as I see it. And then God almost moved us towards the fact that then we have to have eyes of shepherds. You know, shepherds have different eyes than we do. Not physically, but shepherds' eyes are completely focused on where the sheep is. If one sheep is missing, the shepherd has the eyes to pick them out and to bring them back. And what I want to say to you today, church, is this. Offer him your eyes today and say, Lord, would you reset my eyes? Would you open my eyes? Now, after we have reset, we must be ready to renew. Now, renew can mean to resume an activity after an interruption, or it can mean to give fresh life or strength to. And this is the key it's the same word, two definitions. How do we resume an activity after an interruption? to attempt to go back to normal? Or do we give fresh life and fresh strength to it? I believe that God is calling us to the latter. The fish are out there. Are we going to be an aquarium to keep the fish? Or are we going to be a launching pad for the lifeboats to go fishing? The alternative meanings for renew are to refresh, to rejuvenate, to renovate. My friends, these are words of renewal. Coming back to my eagle, there's a famous verse in Isaiah 40. But those who hope, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not go faint. As we were praying a couple of weeks ago, we had a picture that was very strange. And it was like a caterpillar that was changing into a butterfly. But it was like they were stuck together Because the caterpillar caterpillar wouldn't release the butterfly to fly. It was holding on to the old life. I sense that God is saying to us, it's time for liftoff. At the same time, there was a picture of an airplane going down the runway, maybe at Kai Tak. And it went down the runway and at the end of the runway, it was unable to take off. I think that's like so many Christians. Church, it is time to lift off. The call is clear. Reset, renew. And to be honest, I was, I was tempted now to say restore. Certainly it's a computer term. Restore to factory setting. Certainly it's a biblical term. It's mentioned over a hundred times in the Bible. But I have a stronger word with a similar meaning in my heart. And it's this, revive. It means to restore to life or consciousness. I've had a stirring in my bones for quite a while. With the political situation, with COVID 19, with all that's going on around the world, that God is about to bring a revival. But what do I mean by that? The psalmist asked the Lord, Will you not revive us again that your people might rejoice in you? The psalmist is asking God for revival. So that once again, his people may rejoice in God. But where does revival begin? And I want to pick up from what Pastor Andrew was just saying. If you are not a Christian, you can't be revived because first you've got to be vived. You've got to be made alive in Christ. And I'll give you an opportunity in a moment. If you're a believer, draw a circle around where you are standing. Revival starts within that circle. The Hebrew word for revive means to be quickened, to be made alive, to be restored. Showing what I just said that you must first be quickened or made alive by the Spirit of God before revival can occur. And this takes a new birth. But the word that has been coming back to Sandra and I for a long, long time is this word, awakening. I am 67 years of age. And I am fed up with hearing stories about past awakenings. I want it now, not in a history book. But it will not come if we press repeat. So let's reset, let's renew. And we can do this. But God is the only one who can revive. As we have prayed as a church, God has repeatedly reminded us, it is by the Holy Spirit, His power, His outpouring, that the river happens. And that we are to be emptied for Him to fill us. Pressing into him. Pressing in even more by going deeper in intimacy with him, with our eyes focused on him, to be in prayer and to be in his word. To have a first love for Jesus. The tree image of Psalm 1, we've had it many times here, as an expression of being deeply rooted in Jesus has come up a few times. But I've not finished yet. There is one R left. And it's perhaps the most important one. And it is reconciliation. Reconciliation. As I said earlier, this past year has resulted in a society that quite frankly is divided and isolated. There has never in history been more polarisation then we see between young and old, rich and poor, Republican and Democrat, yellow and blue. I could go on. Two things God is saying to us. Number one, and most importantly, be reconciled to Jesus. Be reconciled to God. Oh, yes. But number two, be reconciled to each other. I want to read this to you from Corinthians. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this, Is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gives us a ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against us. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We, are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Can I be honest? If we are going to tackle the 95 out of 100 people in my MTR carriage that don't know Jesus, We have no hope unless the five of us, and we may have different viewpoints about a whole range of things, unless the five of us are in unity. Don't even think about fulfilling God's vision in reaching others before you fulfilled the prayer of Jesus in John 17. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one Father, just as you and are in me and I am in you. Can I be blunt? We can forget about the river model vision. We can forget about reaching the old lady in Samsui Po, the domestic helper in Martin Sun, the, the fisherman in Aberdeen. If we cannot get on with the person who is sitting next to us in church whose worship style, political views and lifestyle doesn't correspond with mine, on the day of Pentecost the day the Holy Spirit came upon the believers, on the day the church was born, on the day the believers were empowered to take the gospel to the four corners of the earth. We read in Acts chapter 2 that the believers were all in one place. Now the Greek here doesn't just mean in one place, physically but literally, they were all in one accord. So my concluding comments before I pray for you. I believe that God is saying, there is no new normal. People keep saying, I want to get back to church. But the church they want to get back to does not exist. Listen to my voice. To him who resets, reboots, renews, refreshes, I will make him an agent of reconciliation. Will you hear God's voice today? Shall we pray? As I've been preaching, I've just had a picture of a river. And again, in line with what Pastor Andrew said, what I've just said, I sense there are some people who are standing on the edge of the river, but they're not getting in. You've come to church, you've heard the Christian message. Can I just challenge you today? Today is the day you take your foot off the side of the riverbank and get into the river. As Andrew said, if you would just pray right now that God would come into your life, that you would say sorry for the things that you've done wrong, that you would turn to Him, you would give your life to Him. He will take your foot. Even if it's just your foot in there as you get into the river and He will use you. But I also sense there are still many of us and God is saying to us today, the words I have for you are these, jump into the river. Oh yeah, you've been coming to church. You love the songs. You love the sermon. You like the people around you, I hope. but you're, you're splashing, you're paddling around. You're a churchgoer. Oh yes, you're a Christian. You've given your life to Jesus. You may have been baptized. You may be in a community group. But I sense today is a day that God is calling us all to go deeper by His Holy Spirit. God Wants to bring about revival to his people. He cannot bring revival to a people who are not totally surrendered to him. And I know it feels weird, you're at home or somewhere. If you're in the middle of a restaurant, this might be more difficult. I'll ask you now to stretch your hands out. We're going to sing this song in a moment Open Heaven, River Wide. It's about the Holy Spirit coming and equipping us for all the things that I've spoken about this morning but if you will hold your hands out with me now as I echo the words Holy Spirit we need you Holy Spirit come fill me again Holy Spirit I've played around at Christianity for too long Lord, help me to jump in the river. Help me to get myself completely wet. And Lord, I don't know where the river is taking me. I don't know where the river is taking this church. But I want to be in the river. I want to be a participant, not an observer. Holy Spirit, fill me. Use me as I commit to resetting as I commit to rebooting to renewing Lord I pray that you would bring revival I know Lord that revival can only come from you but Lord I say now in Jesus name let it start with me right here and now come and fill my life afresh And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen.